welcome back to another episode of AFL Draft Central's Final Siren podcast, our pocket podcast series in the lead up to the 2020 AFL Draft. Uh, we're not far off now. Now, this is the third uh, podcast we've done in this series, the third of four. Uh, today, we're going to look at the teams that we reckon they're going to do some movement uh, when it comes to this trade, potentially trade up or trade down. They've got some players they might need to match. It's going to be an interesting draft, basically, for these four teams. Uh, we're looking today at Collingwood, Hawthorne, North Melbourne and Sydney. Now, uh, three of those teams have players that they're likely to match bids on. So it'll be quite interesting to see how they go. Of course, today I'm joined once again by AFL Draft Editor Michael Alvaro. Michael, thanks for joining us. Pleasure to be here, Pete. And um, yeah, hopefully going to take a look at some of the, the picks at the pointier end of this year's draft. Certainly. We, of course, for those who uh, want to listen to some of the teams that perhaps aren't at the pointier end of the draft, uh, or perhaps you've got players that are and, and they're matching, you can listen to the past two episodes where we've run through, well, the majority of the teams, really. We've done about 11 teams in the past two podcasts. Now we're getting to the ones that are real serious players in the draft. So, uh, And, of course, to do that today, I'm joined once again uh, by Tom Cheeseman. Tom, thanks for joining us. Thanks, Peter. Looking forward to seeing what these clubs can come up with. Certainly. And so what we're going to do is we'll roll through. We'll, we'll start with Collingwood because Collingwood are the, the team that are probably a bit different to the other three teams because they don't have that top end pick. Um, we know they'd like to make us believe they got to the pointy end, but pick 14 is not really at the pointy end. Um, but they would could well do that. They've uh, got 14, 16, 65, 70, 75 and 92. Now the player Obviously, that will be a lot of consideration when it comes to Collingwood fans want to know about is Reef McInnes. Uh, now, it's pretty simple with their picks. We expect his bid will, well, potentially come after their pick 16. Uh, if it comes before, they'll be able to match, obviously, regardless of where it comes. They've got enough picks. The question, of course, will be whether they match. Uh, if it comes before that 14, they've got a need they need to make. Uh, but they'll be able to match if they choose to. If it comes after the 16, it's going to be very interesting uh, because they will go into points deficit without a trade uh, because obviously 65, 70 and 75 equivalent of about pick 62. So there's no way they can match that without going into deficit. Uh, we know that we think they're going to trade. I'd be very surprised if they didn't. But what we'll do is before we get stuck into those little details, Tom, give us a bit of a rundown on what you think uh, the Pies might need. Uh, well, I don't know what they're doing, Peter. You might know better than I might, but um, I reckon another midfielder could be handy with Pendlebury, Adams, side bottom, and then there's obviously Dacos coming through, which is good. Maybe a wingman could be handy since Tom Phillips has gone to Hawthorne. Um, they're pretty full for small forwards, so they probably don't need anything in that area, but a key forward could be handy too to help out. Brady Majacek and Mason Cox. Yeah, I think uh, a key position player as a whole will be a, a big uh, need for Collingwood there. And a key forward certainly would be great if they can get their hands on one, which is why they may well trade up. Uh, and they may look, of course, if they can't get a key forward to get a key defender so they can throw Darcy Moore in, in attack uh, or, or potentially just have an extra depth player down there. Now, uh, obviously, Michael, it's going to be an interesting draft for Collingwood because the, the players we've discussed about matching in previous episodes, we anticipate that they will match most of the top ones. Collingwood, we anticipate they will, but it really depends. It could come down to draft night and who's on the board, uh, particularly if it's perhaps a pick off their pick 14 and, and maybe let's say a Zach Reed or Nick Cox 
and Heath Chapman are on the board that potentially they might be able to scoop up a, a, a tall. Uh, how do you sort of see it playing out? Do you see his big, uh, his bid coming after pick 16 or do you see it potentially coming before that or, or in between? Yeah, well, I think he's kind of all the rage at the moment, unfortunately, for Collingwood um, fans and, and recruiters alike. I think um, Essendon would be the, the main player, uh, given their need um, for an inside midfielder, a big-bodied one at that. So they've obviously got those three picks in the top 10 and um, they could opt to, you know, just get into their rivals and place a bid there. And I think if that happens, um, Collingwood would, would not match and, and they'd have to go in with what they have, um, which isn't a, a bad thing, I don't think. Um, they might even look to, to trade up as well. So there's a few options for the Pies. Um, if um, if McInnes comes in between, I think GWS has that pick 15. Um, you know, it'd be a pretty easy match, really. Um, but ideally, I think they'd be looking to really maximise the amount of players that they get out of this year's draft rather than just bring in a couple of premiums. Um, so, yeah, McInnes and then a couple of others would be ideal. It's just whether, um, you know, another club annoys them enough to, to make that punt beforehand. And um, if not, then they may well get him in. And obviously, we, we should keep in mind for all, all clubs that uh, for those that haven't traded out their first rounders, which is the case for these clubs, they potentially have their first rounders next year that they can use to try and push up the order because um, a club like Gold Coast, I know, has been touted as someone who might be keen to to trade one of their two picks given they're already getting high quality in and get one next year as, as the extra benefits start to slide away. Uh, so potentially, I know that Gold Coast pick five could be something that the Pies try and get to with maybe a couple of their first rounders between this year and next year. Uh, perhaps they just try and move up a little bit and see what they can do and get a quality player and then slide back to have points to match for McInnes there. But it'll be a watch this space with Collingwood. As we sort of want to make sure, allude to, it's 26th of November. So by the time you're listening to this, perhaps they've already traded. But uh Right now, they've got that 14, 16, 65, 70, 75, and 92. Uh, so what we're going to do is we're going to move on to uh, another team that's got bidding, uh, I guess, not issues. They're, they're quality players, but bidding considerations uh, in Sydney. So Sydney have picks 3, 34, 37, 43, 48, 60, and 82. Now, uh, just for the uh, the people at home, obviously, they have Braden Campbell, who's predicted to go likely in the top 10 it'd be a great result if if they didn't have to match till outside top 10 but likely to be around that top 10 mark and then they've got Errol Goulden as well who's potentially more likely second round could be could be late first but more likely a second round bid uh the complications with what they have is we know they're not going to come before their pick three so they will get a top three player in uh and then if they use 34 37 43 that's the equivalent of pick six so if a Campbell bid, say if Essendon, who, of course, we've alluded to, that would be something that they could really bring in, uh, that exciting kind of mid-talent. Uh, you know, if they were to bid pick six, then they would lose their first three. And what those picks would leave would be 48, 60 and 82, which is the equivalent of pick 29 to 30. Uh, so therefore, they would need Goulden's bid to come in in that 29-30 to not go into deficit. Now, we've seen with Fremantle this year that you can go into deficit and it doesn't greatly impact you uh, so they may well look to do that but if the Campbell bid comes later in the top 10 say 9 or 10 then all of a sudden it means that the Gordon potential bid could slide right up to the 
the early 20s and they still afford to match. So the best result for Sydney is Campbell's bid does not come till the later in the top 10. And if it came outside the top 10, then they're laughing. So they'll be fine to match everything, but it'll be interesting. So um, what, Tom, do you sort of see Sydney really looking to bring in from a list perspective? Well, obviously with Campbell and Golden, they match a couple of their needs, but I'm more interested to see what they do with pick three as well, because they need a tall defender. And with Buddy and Reid at the end of their careers, they need a tall forward as well. So they've got a couple of options there with Granger Barras from Perth. Uh, he would be a nice fit. And they could also use uh, another young midfielder to go through with Robottom and Florin as well. But um, yeah, I like the idea of them taking a key defender, but I don't know, Michael, you might know better than me on this, but uh, pick three for Granger Barras, does that seem about right or is that too high? Yeah, I mean, I've said before that I think that that would be a perfect fit for the Swans. They've obviously made a bit of room as well. You know, a guy like Robbie Fox was a bit of a um, a, a tough call in terms of a delisting. So, um, you know, Granger Barras might then be the option for them. But I think that there's a little bit of growing interest in a, in a midfielder at that spot. So Will Phillips is the one who's been linked. Um, I think that, that he you know, adds to that midfield depth, he's going to be a reliable option. You know, he just looks every bit of 200-game AFL player already. So um, he might be the Swans man. And, um, I, you know, with Florence, Stevens, uh, even uh, Warner, they've got a few likely young types through that midfield to, to take over. Do you think there's any chance that Elijah Holland slips to pick, pick three? Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't be a very big uh, slide, but it could well, depending on, on whether North Melbourne holds on to that pick um, and what Adelaide does with pick one. Um, yeah, Hollands could get through and he'd be a, a great choice as well, um, you know, because he's got that bigger body, a bit of X factor. You know, you can see him fitting into that swan side pretty well. Yeah, and that would be certainly a very exciting team if they could add uh, Hollands, Campbell and Goulden all in one one draft. That would be very exciting. But yeah, I do agree. They probably want to get a tall at, at some point uh, and they may well still do. Obviously, delisted free agencies opened uh, as we're recording, as we said, 26th of November. So they may well bring someone else in in the meantime, but that's what they're looking at. Uh, the next team we're going to look at is North Melbourne. Now, North Melbourne have... Picks 2, 11, 30, 39, 71 and 81. Now, they're a bit more straightforward. They don't really have anyone to match uh, at this stage for, you know, the academy or anything like that. So they obviously go in with pick 2, two which is talked about much, you know, highly, whether they're going to trade it for potentially maybe a couple of Essendons. Maybe they look at, you know, a couple of the ones with multiple picks, GWS, Collingwood, et cetera, that might look to try and get it. Um, what kind of list needs do you sort of see, Tom, as North Melbourne needing, uh, given they have those two top 12 picks? Well, their biggest need is a key forward. They've just traded out Ben Brown, obviously, to Melbourne. And right now, their only predominant key forward is Nick Larkey. So they definitely need someone to go with him. And they could definitely use a gun young midfielder as well. And so, Michael, what do you sort of anticipate? Do you anticipate that they keep those picks as they are or do you think that they might try and trade out and get perhaps a couple of lower talents and, and, and surrender the rights to one of the key forwards? Yeah, it's an interesting one because I think, you know, they could definitely bring in that key forward or gun midfielder with pick two. But I think that they're a team that really 
would have to maximise their hand, um, you know, bring in four or five players, which should, which will be rare this year. Um, so in that case, they could split their picks. I know Essendon's a team um, that has the hand to do so, um, even GWS as well, uh, you know, with three first rounders. So there's a bit of flexibility for, for the Roos. I think that, um, you know, around that sort of pick 11 range as well, you can look at a midfielder like Tom Powell or Finn McRae. They're, you know, pretty classy types who win plenty of the ball um, and, you know, have been sort of touted in that next bracket outside of the top 10. So, yeah, plenty of options for North. But, you know, I'm sure their supporters would like a Logan McDonald or Riley Thilthorpe at the top end to bring in. It's just whether they decide to go, sorry, go with it. Yeah, uh, so North have plenty of options there and that'll be interesting. They're going to be definitely a player on uh, draft night and perhaps in the lead-up, not necessarily for themselves but for other clubs because they not only – it's not like they have pick two and then some late change, they have that pick 11. So they can afford to sort of perhaps juggle that pick two to another team and, and bring in perhaps three top 12s instead of two. So be an exciting time for North Melbourne supporters – the final team we're going to look at today is Hawthorne. Now, Hawthorne um, have picks 4, 24, 45, 46, 49, 72. They have Connor Downey, who is a Next Generation Academy member for Hawthorne uh, out of Decent Rangers. Uh, probably going to cost them likely one of those picks in the 40s, I'd imagine. Uh, depending on where the bid comes, it could be one of them and then maybe one of them slides back a bit. Uh, we don't anticipate it they'll need to use four or 24. Um, so they should be able to bring in a couple of quality talents, uh, you know, match Downey potentially. Uh, and then if they want to bring in a fourth player, they could. Uh, they've got more than enough points to do so. They could, of course, trade up, depending. Uh, if Downey's bid slides a bit later, there's, there's the option there. Uh, but Tom, what do you sort of see as Hawthorne looking to uh, perhaps get with that first pick and then uh, perhaps uh, throughout the draft? What are their list needs? Well, they'll either be looking for a bigger-bodied inside midfielder or a key forward, I reckon. They could also use a key defender, but I'd say a key forward's more of a pressing need for them. Uh, so, obviously, Phil Thorpe has to be in consideration along with, well, I doubt McDonald will slide that far, but all the way to pick four, as we like to say. But, um, yeah, I don't... I'm not sure. They could really use anyone in the Fab Five, as it's being called, because they, yeah, they'd fit nicely into Hawthorne's side. And what do you sort of anticipate them doing, Michael, with that pick four and then potentially 24? Yeah, well, obviously they're going to take, take in that pick four and pick up a high-end talent. As Tom said, any one of that sort of fantastic five, as they've been touted, um, would suit nicely. So you look at the mids, uh, guys like Will Phillips and... Um, Elijah Holland could fit in nicely. And then obviously the tools, as Tom mentioned, but um, our, our good friend Matt Barmer has also linked Archie Perkins as high as pick four. So that's a real interesting sort of curveball if they're looking for that, um, you know, X factor uh, sort of big body type. Um, I can't see him sort of going that high, but yeah, I mean, obviously if there's a bit of talk, then, uh, you know, when there's smoke, there's fire. So in terms of the, the downy bid, um, that pick 24 that they have would probably be more like pick... 27 or 28 by the time the academy bids come in. So I think that's actually riding down his sort of range. Um, so it might be a bit of a dangerous one, but um, yeah, you, you hope if you're Hawthorne that you can get um, those two 
picks in and then add Downey as well to, to secure at least three players in the draft and potentially even more with a couple of later ones. If Hawthorne are so keen on, the, um, on Archie Perkins, is there a greater chance that they might trade down? Because obviously they could pick him up a bit later if he... What range do you think he's predicted to be in, Michael? Yeah, well, I, th- I think he's sort of around that top 10 mark, sort of, you know, around the 10. Um, and, and Essendon's obviously been a bit of a suitor. Um, they, they could trade down if they feel that that's a, a more fair value for him. But there's going to be other clubs like Essendon in, in the race for him. And it, there's so many moving parts. So it really depends where Essendon falls and where even, you know, a team like GWS, where they fall um, by the end of it with all their picks. So... Yeah, it's going to be an interesting one to see just how they sort of value him and whether he's going to be worth that pick. And an ambitious move from Essendon, obviously we know they've been keen on like your North pick two, your Hawks pick four could be another option. I mean, they've got their three for like three first there and, and a lot of picks that they can deal with. It would be quite the move if they were capable of being able to get potentially one or two of them uh, in there and move up because if they could end up with two top five picks, I can't see it happening, but it'd be very interesting if they end up with two and four and could, you know, get rid of the rest and have change at the end. But I doubt they could. That would take quite a deal, but they could get one of them. Um, and then potentially, as you say, Michael, with Downey, uh, if they end up with a bid, because uh, 24 will slide, that's quite right, that it could come in Downey's region. If they do push back, then one of those, uh, I guess, caveats will be that they could get a higher pick than 24 and just guarantee that extra pick before they need to match Downey. So that would be an ideal draft for the Hawks. I think go pick up uh, Downey with uh, a couple of other top players, potentially top 20 picks if they can trade up. Uh, And then they've got room if they had another one down the track, but that's uh, Hawthorne wrapped up. So that's the three, just recapping again, obviously uh, Sydney, uh, they've got enough at the moment for a bid pick six and around pick 29, pick 30. Uh, so if that's where the Campbell and Goulden bids come, they'll be okay. But obviously, the ideally Campbell bid comes later, top 10. And then the Goulden bid can be as early as early 20s if they choose to match. Uh, if we look at Collingwood, uh, Reef McInnes bid, uh, we anticipate it'll either come before the 14 or potentially after. If it comes at 15 in between by GWS, they'll, you'd expect they'll match. If it comes after, they'll go into deficit, but they'll probably look to trade in that time. Uh, and if it comes before, then Collingwood uh, will have to really consider if they're going to match. Uh, and then Hawthorne, as we just sort of alluded to there, um, if they try and trade up, just avoid any downy bid before their 24 selection, which will slide down, that would be ideal. Uh, but they do have the points to easily match him, so that won't be a problem. So that's the end of podcast three for our pocket podcast series on the AFL draft previews. We talked about Collingwood North Sydney Hawks. Next week, we wrap up the series with Adelaide GW and Essendon, who are certainly the big dogs of the draft period with all their top end picks and what they could do. So that'll be an exciting episode. But from today, thanks very much again for joining us, Michael. Pleasure as always, mate. Thank you. And uh, Tom, thanks again for joining us. Thank you very much. That's all for today. So make sure you follow us at Draft Central Oz AUS on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram, or check us out on afl.draftcentral.com.au on the website, and you'll have all your draft content needs. Hope you enjoyed and listen in next time.